Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using your iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show. I can set up a client page with all the cross-references, and then every time I do the sort of the double brackets or craft use the at sign to, to do that, it creates those backlinks automatically without even thinking about it. And to me, the craft is it's visually very, very appealing. So it's a, it's much more of a native iOS experience. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of iPad Pros. On this episode is a longtime guest back from episode 23 of this podcast, Niall Daily. In this episode, we kind of play catch up after about four years since he was last on. So it's been a while. And we catch up on what the iPad experience has been like now that we have pointer support, these new iPads since four years ago, and a bunch of apps that he's currently really into, such as Drafts, Concepts, Craft, Muse. And we dive into shortcuts, how he's using those along with the Apple Pencil, which he uses heavily, and a lot more in this episode. So a lot of great stuff in this episode uh, coming up. As a reminder, you can support this podcast over patreon.com slash iPadPros, and by subscribing in Apple Podcasts, either monthly or yearly. My thanks to everyone that supports the podcast at either of those places. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. And with that, here's my interview with Niall. Enjoy. Welcome back to the podcast. Oh, thanks very much for having me back, Tim. It's been uh, it's been a while. Yeah, uh, 2018. You were last on. I think that was episode. I think like 23. If people want to go back and listen, if you've yeah. found the podcast since then, and um, a lot has changed since then. And I thought it'd be just a good time to catch up and and see, you know, check in on you know how's yeah. it, how's it going in iPad land and all the work you do on the iPad. Yeah, it's uh, obviously a lot has changed in the world since 2018, just a, a few things like economic crisis, pandemic. But uh, my work is still the same. I'm still working as a business coach, mentor for entrepreneurs, helping them personally grow their businesses, you know, focusing on finance and, and behaviors. And, you know, my iPad is still my, my main device. It's, it's what I do for all, the, all my, my hardcore work. I use an iPad, uh, a Mac Mini for for, for, for Zoom calls, but all the yeah. work is still done on, on, on the iPad. That's awesome. And uh, for those that didn't listen to that original episode, um, what what's your background that got you into business coaching? What, what kind of what was your path to get to, to where you are? So I'm a, I'm an accountant by by training, but mm-hmm. I spent a number of years in consulting in organization development. I set up and ran my own tech business for a, a number of years um, and then gradually moved it, moved out of corporate land into working with what we call SMEs in the UK, so small, medium enterprises, just basically helping coach, advise and, and, and mentor entrepreneurs and their management teams to grow and improve their business. Excellent. And the iPad you're using, that's probably changed since we last spoke. There's been a, a couple new models and even form factor changes. Uh, yeah. What are you currently using? So the latest version of the uh, 12.9 uh, iPad Pro, uh, 256 gig version mm-hmm. with cellular, which is, the to me, great flexibility. Um, Magic Keyboard, Apple Pencil, um, the full gamut. And it, it's just the... It's, it's improved dramatically just with... in the you know, Since 2020, with the you know advent of the pointer support... Magic keyboard, I think, has been you know, literally magical. The iPad pencil, the iPencil, it's, it's so much better than than even version one. It's it's yeah. 
add so much more flexibility. Yeah, seller data is so underrated. Like, even if you don't go out and about that much, it's such a comforting thing having that as a backup if your home internet goes down because it's it, yeah. it's just so much faster versus trying to tether to your iPhone in most scenarios and. It's just so nice to have that. It's just, I'm going to have internet. Like, it's going to be there. It, it, it's just, it, it just adds to that sort of true mobility yeah. factor. Um, way, way back, very, very first iPad I ever had, version way, way back, was Wi-Fi only. And, and working out with a dongle or tethering seems so cumbersome. Now, you just switch it on, mobile data, away you go. Yeah, I've only owned one iPad that didn't have cell data, and I regretted it pretty much yeah. instantly. <laughs> I, it, I, I don't think I would ever go to a Wi-Fi only version now. Yeah, and yeah, the iPad, as you said, it's transform. It has many transformations. Like the original 2017 iPad Pro, we had the bigger screen with a, a keyboard that you didn't need to pair over Bluetooth, and that felt like a bit transformation. And then. You know, along with the Apple Pencil, uh, you know, it is all these new different input devices. And then we get the the magic keyboard with a trackpad or a mouse. And that is just another, oh, it it can be something else now. And yeah, it, the transformations it's had and will have again this year with external display support kind of building on the trackpad. It's 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 really growing quite a bit. It's, it gives you that total sort of modular approach for computing, which I just I think is... It's a delight to use, you know. I I, I wouldn't go to a, back to a, a MacBook in any shape or form, and I certainly wouldn't go to a Windows PC or laptop. It, it's just that ability to transform to whatever you want it to be, and I definitely think I'm looking forward to September to get the whole proper um, external display um, functionality, which I think will be the, the next level of flexibility yeah it's i'm using the beta and it's, it's a lot of fun having a, a second screen and it could be a huge screen if you if you want to have that your windows grow and kind of take as much space as they need to and at the same time you can also have your ipad still in ipad mode right next to it and it kind of feels like you got a mac next to a, an ipad and you can yeah. touch over and deal with the more touch appropriate apps and split screen or you stage manager there or um you know it, it's really powerful yeah absolutely it, it, it's just adding some of the power i think everybody's wanted over the last two to three years is finally starting to to get there i would be interested to see what the what the app developers do to to sort of make the best use of that sort of functionality yeah and thankfully it builds on the split screen kind of paradigm of size classes so most apps, I say most, not all of them, but most that use split screen effectively will work great in stage manager. And that's been my experience so far. Um, so it was very smart of how they did this. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I can't, I'm, I'm not on the betas. Um, I don't risk it on the. No, that is wise. <laughs> yes, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to uh, what drops in September. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. I'm kind of glad it's a separate mode, the stage manager thing, where you just toggled on when you want to be in this yeah. like full out. Let me have overlapping windows mode because there are times at night where let me just put back the split screen the old way because it's 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 less. Oh no, it's just a different paradigm, right? It's more iPady in the way where you just have one or two things at a time versus dealing with this whole a windowing system. So it's it's nice to have even you know the modularity extends to the OS where. The US kind of transforms how you want to be working at that moment, uh, either like full screen or, you know. Yeah, I think it's getting that level of sort of maturity to what the promise was that we're starting to get it to become quite um, 
you know, realistic now. Yeah. And the Magic Keyboard and trackpads in general, transforming it into a laptop is... What kind of apps did you find... And I guess the experience, what did you find when that happened for you? I think what it, it, it meant was the, the ability to just get particularly text-based work done quickly. Yeah. And actually, to be fair, um, a few iterations through, even the MS Microsoft apps were were great. And, and you were able to to sort of mirror all the things that you would have had to do with a, with a laptop if you had to suddenly migrate. So I think it... it it made it a much more usable experience. Yeah. Um, and I think typical Apple, the design of the, of, of that magic keyboard just was a delight to use. I, I, I'm a, I will try pretty well any peripheral that comes out and I've tried to do the other um, keyboard cases and the experience just isn't for, for me personally, it's just not there. There's, there's something so nice about just being able to click your you know screen onto the device tap keyboard take it off move it somewhere else use it as a tablet use it as a drawing screen and, yeah. and then just back uh, great flexibility um i have to say it was it's it's you know, it's worth the investment in my opinion yeah it's it sold me on this form factor i was still rocking the second generation ipad pro up until the magic keyboard was announced it's like oh this is the reason to upgrade because the the form factor upgrade was nice but that accessory is just killer it, it, it's just and it's just again it's just a delight to sit down flick it up open it and off you go yeah and as uh prior being in accounting i can imagine spreadsheets with a trackpad are just like a no-brainer to be able to mouse into that kind of work i i, I try and uh steer away from spreadsheets where i can but <laughs> again, experience with 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 microsoft excel has actually been not too bad it's been been pretty good but again yeah uh, key to me i mean biggest app i use on a regular basis is drafts um that's the the source of all input for me everything goes into drafts um and as an app that is the swiss pocket knife app for me because then once it's in the avenues and choices you have what you do with it after that are, are are brilliant and again being able you know keyboard shortcuts um the actions within drafts working the drafts and, and shortcuts just makes that again a really really good you know workflow tool for the work you do coaching uh, with drafts is it kind of like what kind of what kind of text do you find yourself putting in there basically anything that comes in uh, you know there'll be i'll be um capturing meeting notes um i will just anything that comes into my head just goes in yeah afterwards yeah you know, I, I don't judge i just get it in there if i'm on a listening to a podcast i'll scribble notes they'll go in there phone numbers it, it that's just opens up I, I use on the iphone triple tap on the back to bring up yeah. drafts straight away i even have a little shortcut so when i come out of a zoom meeting it brings up a draft template for meeting notes so that i can i don't forget because at my age i forget yeah. to write after the meeting so it, it acts as that sort of holder for everything and then if i'm on a, a a Zoom call where I'm doing visual notes, then I'll use Concepts, which is a infinite canvas vector program, which is mm-hmm. brilliant being able to draw, sharing the screen on Zoom. You can draw with the client, then that goes off to them um, as, as a sort of PDF or image after the after the call. Yeah. So again, 
know, very again the flexibility of being able to use different tools for the context in which you're in and it's so fast yeah doing it what um setup do you find yourself using most often is is your ipad in that laptop magic keyboard configuration do you have a fancy like ipad stand where it's kind of like at eye level with external keyboard and trackpad or what do you find yourself using it's a real i'll be honest with you it's a mix and match and that's what i like so for example today most of the day it was in the magic keyboard because there was a lot of typing um then it went in i've got a, i think it's a 12 south elevation lab stand yeah. which is quite a heavy one really really nice quality which is like a a, a, a stand which is on the primarily designed for laptops right yeah it's up there yeah and i use that for the drawing and then as i moved off then this evening it's on a moffed magnetic stand with um an external keyboard and magic mouse uh, nice so just that ability to have three different setups you know using the same device is um is ideal yeah and uh what are your plans for external monitors this fall do you own one currently or are you in the market for something yeah. new yeah i've got a an hp um monitor which sits with the uh the mac mini and yeah. i'll use that I, I may i'll probably be tempted to go for something a little bit um a little bit sexier yes. um but i'll <laughs> test it out first and see how it how it works i'd probably want something this is a 22 inch screen and it would be nice to have something maybe a little bit little bit bigger yeah it's it's fun i've, I've tested with a couple different monitor sizes and it's, it's like oh this is nice and i get the bigger one it's like let's see it nicer it's like it kind of makes me if i ever put this uh, up to like uh a 30 inch or like a 32 it's like oh i really want that now it's like yeah, yeah. That, you just that, get used to whatever size you're in yeah the temptation will definitely be there <laughs> yeah so um for your business how do you do the outreach to find new clients and kind of build the business from that angle. So a lot of stuff's done um, through referral, mm -hmm. um, a lot through LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, I, I, I teach on an entrepreneur's program in the UK. It's, it actually started in the US called 10,000 Small Businesses. Um, and, you know, I work with a lot of mental, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs on that program. We do two intakes a year. So I work with probably about sort of 40 or 50 businesses in, in that in that program yeah and then again it's it tends to be lot, a lot of referral work so focus mode has been something pretty interesting mm -hmm. and it's only getting better this year like i could see a focus mode that you could you could go crazy with the focus modes if you want to you could have like a safari tab group that's just for a certain client and your email only shows emails pertaining to that client and you could kind of go all out and have like I don't know, 10 to 20 different focus modes, and all those are just like client-based focus modes. H how do you currently use it, and how do you see yourself using it going forward? Like how nitty-gritty do you think you'll get with focus mode? I'll probably get a little bit geeky on it just yeah. to try. And it's at the moment, I, I find it incredibly useful. So, you know, I've got a one that's a video conference focus mode, which basically just limits the home screen to the video conference apps, yeah. cuts out all notifications apart from my wife obviously which is mm -hmm. the only person allowed in um and, and that mode and that way of working has been great and i know that it's only going to get better with ios 16 so i use that one i then have a personal one for the weekend which cuts out all work home screens it's got a home screen with you know amazon prime apple tv yeah you other home-based apps i then have a visual work um mode which basically just gives me 
apps like Procreate, Concepts, um, Paper by 53, or WeTransfer as they are, mm-hmm. that just limits my access so that I can actually get into the zone. And I think to me, that has been one of the big things. It really does help you have a much more mindful digital experience so yeah. you can decide how you interact with your device. The right. device doesn't control you. You control the device. Yeah. No, it's super powerful, and the enhancements they've done this year are are fantastic. Like before, you had to set up shortcuts to change your Apple Watch face, and now it's just part of the setup process. And every every aspect is just tweaked so nicely. Yeah, and I think it's that workflow support that again I think just adds to the delight factor. You can you can do so much. I think I wrote a Medium post a while ago about using iOS and iPad OS to to create habits and how you can sort of build good habits using your device, you know, using shortcuts, using what's now the focus modes, it, it gives you so much control. Yeah. Are there any new notable apps you've started using since we last chatted? Yeah, I think the, the, the two that I'm really into at the moment is Craft. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, into that whole sort of tools for thought. To me, Craft is probably the one that I prefer because A, it's highly visual. It, it deals with, it has all the backlinking of notes and, and all it's, that sort of stuff. Is it kind of like creating your own internal Wikipedia of sorts? Yeah. yeah. It, it just works so brilliantly. So you can, I can set up a client page with all the cross-references and then every time I do the sort of the double brackets or Craft use the at sign to, to do that, it creates those backlinks automatically without even thinking about it. And to me, the craft is it's visually very, very appealing. So it's a it's much more of a native iOS experience than say something like Rome Research yeah, or Obsidian. Obsidian. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I, I, I try but in craft I just I find it's a very delightful app. And the other one I've been doing a lot of work with is Muse app, which again is one of these spatial um, tools, very visual, mm-hmm. very good with the iPad because it uses the pencil as a, as a sort of key device, not just for input, but for actually navigating the app. So I actually used that today for a present client presentation. We were on Zoom and I was able to use the Muse app to t- talk people through various you know stages of a project and because it nests. Is it is it kind of like mind mapping or is it completely different? It's it's more, it's conceptually a bit like mind mapping, but it's probably more spatial. So you nest um, documents together and then okay. you can sort of navigate your way through yeah. different. And it, it to me, it works brilliantly. And interestingly, after one of your recent podcasts, I've been looking at Deftonotes, um, which is quite similar to, to Muse. Again, having this sort of spatial screen that you can put different content blocks in and then navigate using you know sort of the pencil or, or using the screen to navigate through different layers without it having to be a sort of file folder right yeah i found that app to be super interesting and just a yeah. different approach to, to visualizing and working with the data uh, with craft does that app work with the single database or are you able to have like different databases that are set up with Craft? yeah they have the concept of a space, so they don't use databases like Notion would use the concept of a database. So you can have a space, and the way it works for me is I can have a space for a client, which means I can put client documents in there, and then you share a URL, mm-hmm. which allows the client to interact with that document. So if they've got craft, they can edit. If they don't have craft, they can add comments. 
but it basically means that you can share documents very, very easily. Gotcha. Yeah, nice. So with the Apple Pencil, how do you find yourself using that on a day-to-day basis? Uh, are you taking handheld, handwritten notes, or what, what kind of scenarios do you find that handy for? The, so the primary use is is drawing. So again, coaching, it, it's become a bit of a, a sort of thing that I'm known for with the people I coach. So I'll draw out a lot of what we're talking about, and then that's all done on the Apple Pencil sending the notes out to to the client so i tend to use that a lot with with apps like concepts and and procreate and and i'll use scribble occasionally for very very quick notes i don't tend to write it for too long yeah it has to be quick with scribble like it's it's great for like i got a spotlight search let me enter this one word (laughs) yeah and with muse muse is a very apple pencil friendly app so again it will be handwritten notes not converting into text but it's just the the ability to think spatially mm-hmm. and just sort of write things down and sort of note things out. So those are the, if I'm using it as a tablet, I'll often use it to navigate the screen. I find it quite easy and intuitive to do that. Yeah. It's more enjoyable, the tactile experience of the pencil to navigate versus your finger. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think with the, um, with the drawing, it's the, the, the screen experience is, is, is brilliant. I mean, it's just so easy to just suddenly, convert to that it stops me using lots of pen and paper now because i'll find it's just as easy to get the, the the pencil out and just start scribbling a note particularly if you're on now zoom call you know obviously sharing papers okay but not that yeah. easy <laughs> big share screen you know let me show you this is this what you're thinking and then end of the session you can just whack that out as a as, as an email and you know it, it saves so much time and it's a it's, it's not a bad shared experience. And Muse is the app you use for sketches, or what do you use for that most of the time? I'll use, I use Muse today for the first time to present um, a walkthrough, and it, it worked really, really well. Yeah. Uh, if it's more of a sort of structured um, sketching exercise, I'll use Concepts. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just – it's muscle memory. Yeah. Yeah. Learn how to use it. The shortcuts are all there, and it's just very, very fast. Infinite Canvas is – is, is, is brilliant it's a, a very un, i think it's an underrated app in the sort of visual thinking sphere to be honest no it's a great app it's been around a long time so yeah some people just forget it yeah it's, it's great um apple shortcuts uh how has your usage of that kind of changed over the past four years we have a lot of new tools and actions that we can do with that now i have to say i'm, I'm no developer so learning some of the principles is takes a while but i'm a i'm a, a brilliant um follower of people who yeah. make great shortcuts so i mean i have to say that the community is very generous so people like matt Casanelli, chris lawley and federico vaticci are, are sort of my my icons for following what they do and i will snaffle any shortcut that these guys will will produce so yeah it's great like modifying something pretty well thought out and built up yeah absolutely and and that's i find that's the best way to learn is yeah. it takes really does what you want and then you sort of get the principles you go okay i think i can see how this works so i've got one that chris lawley did around uh, for time tracking so obviously with client work mm-hmm. you know it, i need to keep track and he's got a series of shortcuts working with timery and, and and toggle which happen to be the apps that i use to start stop different timers being able to then report on those and see where you are so those work brilliantly um i use one um for capturing expenses, so I'll scan uh, a receipt and then it 
prompts me for different pieces of information, then creates a CSV file with the like a mini expense report, which again, you know, when I did a lot of traveling, that was great. Not so much yeah. after post post COVID, but there's lots of little tactical things that I find just save little bits of time where you can just go in and go, okay. So somebody says, well, when are you free? And you know, there's again from the community, a what's my availability shortcut. You can just run it, cut and paste it in the email. I don't have to look at my calendar. It's just, it's just done. Yeah. Uh, and there's lots. I think I mentioned the one where coming out of zoom just brings up a template in drafts for a meeting note, type the meeting note, then you can send that off. Um, I use a lot of the actions in drafts plus shortcuts to move data from drafts into into shortcuts and into thing uh, task manager of choice. Excellent. Yeah. So you're a things user. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, the latest update to reminders has me. Uh, I'm trying it out because it, it's it's really good. And the watch app is surprising me how good their Apple Watch app for reminders is and the watch OS 9 beta. It's, it's like, so I'm trying that as I've been an OmniFocus guy forever. I'm, I'm trying reminders for the first time seriously in forever. <laughs> yeah. I, I did get into it after iOS 15 release and I, it is very, very powerful. I just haven't quite made the move. It's one of those things where I use it for like shopping lists because yeah. Siri is so easy. To- and uh, sharing reminders amongst different people—that's yeah. a that's a killer thing. If you do need like share a shopping list, people. It'd be nice if if Apple treated Notes as uh, trying to get it on a parity with some of these tools for thought. And you know, back if backlinking was in Notes, I yes. would probably fall in. Yeah, and I'm curious with the collaboration APIs, like if mm. things will add this ability to like um, share with members of your family different lists you want to collaborate on. That could be interesting. Yeah, I, I think it's that's why I find I'm sort of uh, sort of swing backwards and forwards because that ease ability of sharing data integration with Siri just makes the Apple ecosystem so easy to use. But there's just a couple of little things that just keep me from going. Yeah. In the whole hog. Yeah. No, and, and Things is a great app. Uh, do, do they have a watch app? I don't even know. Yeah, they do. It's okay. not, it's not really pretty functional. They're a good complication, very easy to, to use. So it's, it's, it's still a very appealing app. Um, oh, yeah. Not overly complicated, which is fine for me. The addition of FaceTime linking, being able to just send a link to somebody, is that something you have started using with your business at all? I haven't yet. Yeah. I think will be i think because a lot of my clients so zoom is still for most of this sort of what i call the solopreneurs that's the default that's the default yeah is most of my clients are on teams which is does not play nicely in the um the apple ecosystem but yeah it, it's okay but it's not the best experience i can i can have Okay, yeah, I I've just been I've been super impressed with that because for the longest time I was just Skype's what we use for all this stuff and yeah I, I started using that and even if someone's like their desktop is a Windows computer it it seems to work really well just in the web browser with the link which has surprised me how well it's been doing with that yeah because I think I can't remember the name of the app that um, Apple mentioned at WWDC which is the whiteboarding app um, yeah they're building something out for that yeah yeah that with the um the facetime integration i think that will definitely be something that i'm going to seriously look at because again that collaborative whiteboard experience 
you know, that will replace some of the stuff that I'm using at the moment. But because it's now baked in and yeah. collaborative, that will make a big difference. So I'm quite, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I think this approach to collaborations to me much better than their share play approach. Like people don't yeah. want to be on a video call to do any kind of collab for all collaboration, you know? So this will be, Oh, and then, I noticed um, on your Twitter stream, um, back to Kickstarter regarding the Apple Pencil. Uh, what what is this uh, pencil tips and, and yes, yeah, so pen tips. Um, I've been a fan of pen tips for years. Um, I'm, I love the Apple Pencil, but I do not like the plastic on glass experience. Yeah, um, I used to have um, screen protectors on on the screen, but I found that in the old iPad it was fine. But with the new iPad with the screen, it just like dulled the experience. And that's such. And the screen's so good in this new one. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I, I felt. I took it off. I put it on for about half an hour and took yeah. it straight off. And pen tips, um, the current version is like a silicon tip that goes over the Apple Pencil um, nib and gives you a little bit of friction. Mm-hmm. So it cuts out the, the noise and the scratchiness and just gives you a nice, smooth experience. This Kickstarter is that what they've done is create the same silicon experience, but now with a replaceable nib. So you can take off your plastic nib, put on your silicon nib, and you're, you're you're good to go. So yeah, I'm a very innovative company. Um, I like their products, and I'm looking forward to it. it. Should be September when that's been released. Yeah, and so it's a little bit more friction. It still yeah. it glides enough where you're not like. You're able to write smoothly, but not so much that your your P becomes yeah. taking the whole screen, as it sometimes does for me. <laughs> so slippery. Yeah. No, it, it's 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 enough to give you a writing experience. You don't feel that you sort of lost control of your yeah, your like apple. a marker on glass. Like it's very hard to yeah. control that. Yeah, yeah, and and it's great. And uh, um, if the new tip is as good as the current ones, then I think they're onto a really good. Uh, and I'm sure Apple will Sherlock it at some point in their own way. Yeah, maybe. And there's a mat as well to it as well that you can like throw on top of your iPad. They, they are. What is that? Yeah, a magnetic one. So whereas most of the other ones, you know, I won't name any specific brands, yeah. are they go over the screen and effectively adhesive. Um, the pen tips one will be a magnetic, so you can just put it over and then remove it without it. So you don't yeah. you both worlds, which I think again is 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 ideal. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Any other apps or kind of workflows that um, we haven't really touched on yet? No, I think the biggest thing to me that that's the joy of not just the modularity of the hardware, it's the ability for you as a, a sort of whatever job you do to create your own workflows using a variety of, of apps and using things like URL schemes and, and shortcuts. And again, you can be a little bit geeky, but actually, you know, copying links and pasting links and then being able to navigate backwards and forwards between different types of, of documents is, is, is a joy. And yeah. you can choose your, you don't have to go for an all in one app. And there, there's a lot more of those coming out, but sometimes, yeah, drafts is a text app. It does it brilliantly and it allows me to do whatever I want when that document's finished. Crafts, is a beautiful visual tool. The ability to produce good-looking documents, it does it so well. And it's not the same notion. It's not the same as Obsidian. So it does that job. And if I want to do mind mapping, mm-hmm. I could capture information in drafts, use a drafts action to put it into 
mind node which is a, my preferred mind mapping tool navigate it from there if I were, when I create a project out of the mind map it integrates with either reminders or with things so again you don't have to look for all in one app you can use these apps that talk nicely to each other yeah. and if you search through you know the channels or reddits you will always find shortcuts that are there will probably do what you're looking to do to move data around and save you time and time and effort absolutely and then uh, i just thought of something uh widgets are new yes. on the ipad uh is that something you find yourself getting much utility out of yeah with the home the ability to design your own home screens so i have a one of my work home screens is, is almost like a dashboard so yeah. it uses particularly the big widgets for yeah. things fantastic how and um spark so you know those are the three apps for you know tasks calendar email and you can have those as one screen flip to that you've got a whole overview of what's coming up what's dropped in you don't even worry about notifications the widgets are there to to give you the information that you need and i think at least now you're able to interact better with the widgets than you you were under ios 14 so i think it makes it a functional um, experience and then being able to add shortcuts in as as widget items again just makes yeah. the accessibility so much easier you know things like the what's my availability it's just like well i can ask siri the question yeah. or it's you know on the home screen click on it you know there start and stop timers these are things i think that just again add to the delight of, of using the tool and it doesn't matter whether you're on a keyboard mm-hmm. or whether you're holding the screen as a tablet, you've got the same inter- ability to interact with, with the device. Yeah. And I was just thinking as we were speaking, how cool it will be for setting up that dashboard experience on the iPad screen. And then you have the external monitor. So you can be using your apps in the external. And then you can just next to you, you can have that uh, up the dashboard and the timery and just this little kind of kind of launch pad for different things. And you don't even need to use apps in your iPad screen for that screen to be useful. No, I think it's that, that sort of extension is going to make such a big difference to, to the to usability, particularly when, you know, in, in the past world, I would have been traveling more. Now I'm probably much more in front you know, on a desk. So again, that ability to have different ways of interacting with the device and making much more use of the sort of visual space on a monitor, I think is going to be is going to be brilliant. Excellent. Well, uh, where can people find more information about what you do? Best one is um, my main website is um, backpocket-cfo.com. Um, that's you know where I've got all my sort of finance mentoring and, and, and training stuff. I can be found on 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 LinkedIn as Niall J Daily. Um, or Nile J Daily, you generally follow me around, um, but also um, Back Pocket CFO on, on, on Twitter and on, on Instagram. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It's been great catching up, and yeah, it's wonderful. How about you again, Tim? We shouldn't leave it so long next no, time. No, agreed, yes. <laughs> well, it was an interview with Niall. My thanks to Niall for his time recording this podcast, and my thanks to you for your time and touching tuning in. Check out Niall's website over at backpocket-cfo.com. And as a reminder, you can support this podcast over at patreon.com slash iPadPros or by subscribing in Apple Podcasts. With that, I'll talk to everyone again real soon.